You on Kazoo. You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today I got to talk with Brett Ambler. He is a stage actor, so he works in theater and musicals, but he's also an entertainer. I had a great time talking to him. And if you don't remember him yet, listen to these words and maybe you might. I like to sing, dance, So yeah, uh, Brett Ambler is Kazoo Kid and uh, when he was younger he actually had the role of Kazoo Kid which made its rounds in the meme community. But I basically wanted to talk to him more about uh, what it's like being a stage actor and what it's like working for musicals and working in theater. We also touched upon how he found his passion at a young age with Kazoo Kid and how that actually kind of blossomed into what he does today. So he found his passion early by doing the thing uh, with Kazoo Kid. So without further ado, here is the interview with Brett Ambler. So I guess while I'm doing this, I'll, I'll introduce myself a little bit. So I started this podcast to teach other teenagers about different jobs that are out there. So cool. and, and yeah, I've got to interview a bunch of amazing people and I'm excited to talk to you right now can you like talk a little bit about who you are and what you do yeah you bet um well my name is brett ambler um and anybody who's heard of me probably heard of me because of the kazoo kid um it was uh, a video that i made when i was about eight years old um and uh it was released on vhs tape with a kazoo shrink wrap to the side of the box that was a sing-along, play-along video. And um, that had its heyday in the late 80s, early 90s, and then kind of went away for a while. And then in about 2016, it uh, resurfaced on the Internet and um, had a resurgence uh, in the meme community. Um, it was on, you know, YouTube and remixes here and there. Mike Diva made an awesome trap remix, uh, music and video. But um, yeah, that was uh, the start of uh, my career in performing and uh, certainly what's most widely known and uh, fortunate enough to still be in the same uh, business. Mm. So can you talk a little bit about what your job title is? today my job title today um actor or entertainer depending on the gig or the day or maybe just singer um or uh, my very first contract after college was at uh, a theme park called bush gardens williamsburg virginia and the line on my contract said dancer so uh, i've been uh I've been a lot of different uh, things for individual jobs, beatboxer, um, drummer, uh, but overall, uh, actor or more broadly, entertainer. Um, so you do like a wide variety of mediums, like you don't only focus on screen, you do a bunch of other things as well. 
Yeah, actually, predominantly, um, I work um, in musical theater. Um, I also do um, straight um, plays, uh, non-musical theater. Um, when I get the chance, um, live gigs, whether it be singing or performing or improvising as a character, um, and then occasionally um, commercial work or voiceover work. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm certainly uh, open and available for a, a wide variety of uh, entertainment media. So, usually I ask people, did you want to do this from an early age? But um, obviously, you did. So, <laughs> so, was that like your first time getting into the acting profession or like that acting space? Yeah, the um, the Yuan Kazoo thing was the first my first foray into acting and performing. Um, I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to be an actor or performer. I certainly knew that I liked attention um, <laughs> at a at a young age. Um, I wasn't always sure the best way of going about getting it, but um, I knew that I liked attention, and then uh, I guess I sort of eventually cracked into a way of uh, a really good way of, of getting it and that was really positive um and that's sort of how i stumbled into this you know they had um an audition uh, I, I don't know if a lot of people know this the company that produced the video um yuan kazoo and the other two videos that followed um it was a company called light camera interaction at the time and now they're just named after the two um, people who started the company, Melissa and Doug. Um, and Mo Melissa and Doug make toys, um, and they're everywhere. Um, they're in mom-and-pop toy stores all the way up to, um, you know, Target and Walmart and every other major retailer. Um, so the first product they made before toys was um, was this video. And I heard about the audition because Doug's father was my elementary school principal, um, so uh, word got through that uh, they were auditioning kids, and I, I guess I made it known that I wanted to go audition. And I went, and I played games with them, and I sang songs with them. And uh, after interacting with me and, like, 800 other kids, they cast seven or eight of us to be in the video. Wow. Um, so I was kind of cast in the job before I knew necessarily that it was a job, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, do you want to go do this video and play thing and stuff and I was like yeah that sounds cool and then I was like hey look I'm an actor wow. keep it up <laughs> so you would say that you found your passion before high school before junior high you you found your passion in elementary school and did you stick with that ever since so did you know that you wanted to be in this profession ever since that time uh yeah I think so um I know I kind of wavered I went to college and I did not study theater or acting or performing because um, I don't know, I guess I just sort of heard through the grapevine that you can't really make a living um, as an actor or a performer. So I just kind of was like, oh, okay, I guess I won't study that then. But then after I finished college, I thought that, that is it's what I want to do. So I, I could at least try. I mean, some people must be able to. So I kind of went back at it and uh, I've been trying to maintain that uh, actor's life ever since, sometimes more successfully than others. So has the has Yuan Kazoo affected your life? Like, has have people hired you because they know that you were in that video? Has anybody hired me because of Yuan Kazoo? Uh, no, not 
yet that I can think of that has not been a turning point, um, which is cool because I'm I'm still working, and it's nice to know it's not just because I was an adorable eight-year-old. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I must be doing something right. But mm-hmm. no, uh, I guess not. Nobody. I have not gotten any performing jobs due to Kazoo Kid. So I guess I'll focus on what you do, like on a daily schedule. So what uh, I guess is like your process is like from when you wake up to end of the workday. Uh, it really depends on what I'm working on. Um, I was in a production most recently of Avenue Q, um, a musical that's very near and dear to my heart. Mm. It's the second time I've gotten to do a run of that show. It's kind of like uh, Sesame Street for anybody who's not familiar with it, but mm. but it's all adult themes instead of like <laughs> selling in numbers. It's um, dating and uh, paying your bills and uh, <laughs> dealing with racism and all sorts of uh, other interesting topics. But um, so I was in a um, what seven, eleven week contract with Avenue Q. So for the first three or four weeks. We were at rehearsal um, six days a week. Um, so um, it would be, you know, wake up in the morning, go over lines, go over anything that we had worked on the day before, whether it was um, learning our songs, learning our harmonies, learning blocking, um, which is like a theater word for where you stand, when you move over there, when you move back over here. Um, so learning our blocking, learning our lines, um, learning choreography from a dance, and then going into rehearsal and learning new material um, until we've got the whole show learned um, at work and then memorized at home. And then once you're in performances, uh, it's a little less uh, time um, involved. You're just called to the theater each night. We did um, shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, two on Saturday with a matinee and then a matinee on Sunday. Um, the rest of your time is yours. Um, on any given day, I might get an email from my agent that says they have a voiceover that they're auditioning. So I read over whatever material they're looking for. I read over the notes that say, um, we're looking for somebody who sounds hip and slick. We're looking for somebody who sounds body and over the top, like a uh, like an announcer. We're looking for a cartoonish voice. Um, so then I have to try to find, uh, you know, something more along the lines of what <laughs> they're looking for. Or, wow. you know, maybe something that's a little sillier and doesn't make quite as much sense. Um, or, uh, you know, maybe it's just uh, somebody who's, got a secret to tell any sort of you know whatever sort of character they're looking for i I work that up and then i uh i sit down at my computer at my microphone and um and put out an audition and send that off to my agent um i might be called in for a video audition one day so i might have to try to memorize some sides um i have an audition coming up in uh, a little less than a week for um for some plays so I'm working on two new monologues. So I've, I've read some plays recently. I pulled some monologues and I'm working on memorizing. That, that was a long, long answer that, that basically uh, could be, it's lots of different things depending yeah. on the day. Yeah, that was definitely like 
um, I guess you could say like it really varies on a day-to-day basis and I guess that's what uh, that's what makes it interesting like you don't know what's gonna happen next and I think that's something that is a good thing because it's not like an accountant where like every day is the same exact thing every single day nothing against accountants but it's just like yeah it's just like um you know it's nice to have something that uh, have a job that like varies and sometimes you don't like you don't know what's coming next I think it's fantastic. Um, I yeah. love it, man. I mean, it's it's very challenging because ultimately my job as an actor is to find my next job because if I find <laughs> a job as an accountant, there's a chance I could keep it for five or 10 or 20 or 50 years uh-huh. at the same place. Um, mm-hmm. But if you find a job as an actor, um, you know, at least in regional musical theater, you might have a job for six or eight or 10 or 11 or 18 weeks. But after that, mm-hmm. you got to find another job. Um, so mostly my job is finding my next job and then once I have the job then the fun work begins and you get to do mm-hmm. creative stuff but lots of it is just trying to find the next job so what would you say are some traits that someone would need to have to be in your profession to be in the profession of an entertainer um, you know it helps if you're an outgoing type who enjoys entertaining. If you don't enjoy entertaining people, I don't think you could pay somebody enough to like get up on stage and try to get people to laugh. I think it would be torture. Um, so I think, you know, the entertainment industry is for people who really love it. It's not for people who are looking for fame and fortune. Um, fame and fortune are super, seems super cool, but um, the vast majority of actors working today are not, you know, um, Tom Cruise or Chris Pratt or Chris Pine or Chris, any of the Chris's. Um, <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's people uh, working in theater, working in bit parts, character actors and TVs and movies, um, doing commercials, um, doing voiceovers, things like that. Um, but if you enjoy the, that creative process that you get to do, um, that's, I think, who it's for. So what would you say is your advice to a teenager that wants to pursue acting or entertaining or, like, theater? Uh, do it as much as possible. Do, I did um, every single show that my high school offered, um, you know, whether it was a play or a musical, or if I didn't get into it, I would work backstage, or if I wasn't supposed to be in it like if it was a senior show and just the seniors were in it and I was a sophomore I asked if I could help uh work backstage or be a script uh manager um get around it do as much as you can um take advantage of what your school offers if there's community theater um do that um and uh you know I sang in choir all throughout um, high school and college and, uh, you know, and I love, um, music. Um, so just, you know, stick to your passion. Like I, I learned a lot about music in, in high school and college, but then I went ahead and, um, I'm not great at any of these instruments. I'm barely good, but I could play a little bit of, you know, flute, a little bit of bass, a little bit of guitar, a little bit of mandolin, a little bit of drums, a teeny tiny bit of trombone, um, mm-hmm. and a ton of kazoo. Um, but, you know, get involved in things you're passionate about. Um, any one of those things, like I've gotten to play guitar on stage. I've played mandolin on stage. I've played a little piano on stage. Um, 
I'm not great at any of those things, but sometimes somebody will be like, hey, we need an actor and a singer who also does a little bit of this. So don't be afraid to indulge in, you know, what ends up on an actor's resume under special skills. Um, you know, I can play some instruments. I can do some dialects. I can, uh, I can juggle. You know, if you have got, if you've got tricks that you, that entertain you, then keep working on them so you can entertain others. Mm. So what would you say are like some fun stories or experiences that you can share that are unique to your profession? Um, I mean, I love working uh, in live theater because you never know what's going to happen. Um, it's, gosh, I'm just trying to think of a, you know, a, a individual example. Um, <laughs> they all sort of escape me now. It's just so fun to be on your toes out there when something skips a beat, when somebody drops a line or somebody's mustache is hanging halfway on their face because they didn't have time to glue it all the way on. Um, and then their scene partner decides to just rip it right off their face. Um, and they have to just pretend that it was never there in the first place. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a great opportunity doing live theater because um, it, it, it sort of demands that you be in the moment. Um, that's, that's kind of a joy of, of getting to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, what would you say is the easiest part of your job? And what would you say is the hardest part of your job? The hardest part of my job is um, staying motivated to chase new jobs. Um, like I said, I have, uh, I have an audition coming up. Um, I, have, I have another job coming up, which I'm super excited about. I have, I'm playing Mr. Banks in Mary Poppins um, coming up soon with the Ozark Actors Theater in Rolla, Missouri. Um, but... I'm super excited. And the fun part of the job is going to be getting to rehearsal, meeting all the new people I get to hang out with, getting to work on the material and make fun choices about it. The hard part of the job is getting the motivation to learn new monologues, getting the motivation to learn a new audition song, um, getting the motivation to just check the internet for what auditions are coming up next. Um, and, uh, where I have to put myself out there. So the fun begins once I get a gig, um, and the hard part is getting the next gig. So what would you say are like some people that actors work closely with? Um, so within the theater, there's, you know, there's a whole family and sort of architecture of people working to put up a show. Um, and actors work very closely with the director. Um, it's the director's overall vision that gets sort of put together on stage. The director decides who stands where and where they move. The director may come up with ideas for bits or jokes or gags or visuals. Um, and um, the actor is going to work um, uh, closely with um, other musicians in the pit and the, and the band director. Um, so everything stays synced up. Um, of course, with a costume designer to make sure that you're, comfortable and can do your job in whatever costume is designed, but the costume is helping to still tell the story that we're all telling. And as far as getting gigs, um, I go to most of my theater stuff on my own, but um, getting voiceovers, getting commercials, getting auditions for movies, a lot of that goes through my agent. Um, so I'm represented by um, Talent Plus here in Missouri. My agents will, um, will send me um, notices if there's an on-camera audition or a voice audition anywhere. Um, uh, or sometimes they'll just submit me for stuff that I don't even need to audition for, which is really cool. 
I've gotten gigs before where my agent just calls me up and said, Hey, we submitted you and five other guys because somebody said they wanted, um, you know, somebody your height with basically your look. We showed them five mm-hmm. guys and they picked you. So all you got to do is show up and be a model and they're going to take mm-hmm. pictures of you sitting on patio furniture. <laughs> so sometimes it's like, sometimes you get real lucky mm-hmm. and then sometimes you spend several months without any gigs coming your way. So what would you say is the perfect person for your career? The perfect person for my career would be somebody who uh, loves entertaining, um, loves um, singing and dancing and making people laugh, um, loves storytelling, but also is hardworking and um, and disciplined. Um, and I think that's, that's where a lot of us actors struggle because anybody who tries a career in the arts is going to be somebody who's sort of artistically minded and really enjoys the expression of it. But I think where a lot of us struggle is with the discipline of uh, staying on top of the game. Lucky for me, I just married a wonderful woman named Amanda who really keeps me on my toes and finds out a lot of that stuff for me and says, Hey honey, there's auditions coming up for this and that. Mm -hmm. You should sign up. So I'm very lucky there Mm -hmm. that she takes Mm -hmm. really good care of me. So uh, now I kind of want to shift the interview into when the kazoo kids started getting popular. So when was like Uh the first time you noticed it getting big? Um, it, it was weird. The timing was really weird. Um, because I'd sort of kept this kazoo kid thing a secret for a while. <laughs> um, you know, it's like everybody in elementary school knew about it. And then people found out in high school. But when I went to college, I didn't really talk about it. And it started to fade and less and less people knew about it. And it was just this thing I had done when I was a kid. And, you know, I didn't really want to make a big deal about it. But um, eventually I was in a sandwich shop one day in Colorado. And um, I I talk to little kids a lot because I, I do a lot of children's entertainment. And I like little kids. They're really fun. So I just kind of bent down and I talked to this little kid who was in there and I said, Hey buddy, what's your name? Um, we were chatting and he, he told me his name and he said, what's yours? And I said, Oh, my name's Brett. And he said, Oh, I know someone named Brett. And then he just kind of wandered off. And I said to his mom, Oh, he knows someone named Brett. And she goes, no, not really. He, he has this video that used to belong to his uncle. His uncle's like 35 now, but he watches this video and it's got a little boy named Brett on it. And I said, a little boy named Brett with a blonde bowl cut and blue eyes. Yeah. Have you seen that video? <laughs> yeah. I'm in, I'm in that video. Oh. So it had to be like the only five-year-old kid in America still watching an original copy of my video. And I ran into him in a sandwich shop in Colorado. <laughs> so I randomly post that story was too good. So I typed it up and I posted it on my Facebook. And two days later, somebody posts, a kazoo kid meme on my facebook wall and i was like oh my god that's so funny did you make that because i posted that story up the other day and they were like no i didn't make it i found it somebody else made it and i was like what somebody made a meme of my face and then um it just kept it kept snowballing from there it was super weird though that the first time i saw it was two days before or two days after i ran into that little five-year-old boy who was still watching my video wow. that's like um, wow it was really weird yeah. yeah um another i guess another internet connection was when i found out that uh a young lady who was in the second video um let's sing along 
um, she went on and when she was in college, she did a radio show, one episode dedicated to this video that she was in. And I found her podcast and I listened to it and I wanted to write her a little message that said it was so fun to listen to you talk about that podcast or talk about that video. I hadn't thought about it forever. And her contact info was on Twitter and that's it. So I got on my Twitter, which I hadn't used in forever. And I was like, just send her a little note. Thanks so much, you know, for talking about that. It was really cool. Um, Drop me a line sometime and say, hey. And then I got off Twitter again for a few months. And when I got back on, I, I had like 200 more followers. And people asking, like, are you the guy from the kazoo video? And I was like, what? Where are people finding this? And then I found <laughs> out it was, it was posted on Dead VCR, uh, oh, a YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, Dead VCR had edited up like a three and a half minute clip of the Kazoo Kid video and people were watching it and making memes out of it and suddenly 200 followers became 1,000 and 10,000 and 20-something thousand now. Um, wow. It was it was a wild ride. Yeah, my, one of my friends walked into a rehearsal for a kid's show we were doing. We were rehearsing um, Junie B. Jones um, and somebody walked in and said, do you know you're trending on BuzzFeed right now? And that, <laughs> that was when I was like, all right, this is a big deal, I think. Wow. <laughs> Do like people recognize you? Probably not, but like I don't know. Like what what is like some some of the more memorable experiences that you've had that are because of that meme? I mean I I haven't been recognized. Well, I guess I did get recognized once. Um but it was somebody who already happened to be a follower of mine on Twitter. Um and then I said I was going to be working on a particular gig and they happened to be working there as well. So then they sort of picked me out there, but nobody out of the blue has ever just been like, Hey, are you the kazoo kid? Cause you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's cause it's been 30 years mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I don't look like that anymore. Um, but you know, it's like I, the people from the card game, what do you mean? Got in touch with me. Um, so I could be a part mm-hmm. of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, got to do a little business with them and the guys at getonfleek.com um, put out some clothing with um, my sweet little eight-year-old face on it. Um, some like track suits and uh, jerseys and t-shirts and stuff. So I got to do a little business with them. So that's been really cool to see these these weird, uh, you know, commercial uh, exploits popping up. But um, it's been a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this is the last question I have for you. What does the future look like? Like, what do you want to do or continue doing? You know, I've been, I joined the uh, Actors Equity Association, the Theater Actors Union just a few years ago, and I've been really lucky to be working somewhat regularly. Um, So my hope is to continue working on stage um, and um, also to... um, I'd really like to get more involved in voice work. I'd really love to do some narration. I'd really love to do some cartoon voices. Um, so, uh, so this is a call to any narrators or any animators uh, who are listening. Uh, <laughs> if you've got an animated character and uh, it needs a voice, get in touch with me. Talk at me on Twitter at Brett Ambler. Uh, I would really love to. Uh, I'd really love to try to do some more voices and more voice work. And yeah, so just follow Brett over at Brett uh, Brett Ambler. It's just his name. 
other than that, I don't really have anything else to say, but I learned a lot about stage acting and I learned about what that job is like. I learned like, you know, behind the scenes, what you have to do when you're doing the scripts, what you have to do when you're working with other people. And I learned that not every day is the same. It varies a lot, but that's what makes the job unique and what makes it fun. So I just want to say thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I definitely learned a lot, and I know that a lot of people listening did as well. So I just want to say thank you. It was a pleasure being here, Teal, and you do a great job with the interview. Um, kudos to you on your excellent <laughs> podcast. It's uh, it's really cool, man. I listened to uh, very recently the um, the episode you did with the uh, with the Conlang guy, the language uh, oh, creator yeah, yeah. of Dothraki, among other things. Uh-huh. Um, which is really, really cool. Uh, great questions and uh, very professional, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And that was the interview with Brett Ambler. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely had a great time talking to him. Uh, other than that, I just want to say follow me on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast and Twitter at Major Jobs Pod and follow Brett at Brett Ambler on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. I have some great episodes lined up for you guys, so be prepared for those. And other than that, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. All right. Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.